an example deal, an example deal, a case study. So the kind of deal that you're looking to raise capital for. And here's a big tip for you guys. If you've done a lot of deals, avoid using your best deal ever as the case study. There are millions of real estate investors out there, and most are stuck with just a couple of properties. They want financial freedom, but their small portfolio ends up costing them more in time, effort, and money than it's worth. Getting out of the rat race seems harder than ever. This show will help you do more deals, better deals, and bigger deals. Finally, you'll be able to reach your income and lifestyle goals. How? By attracting and leveraging private money partners and their capital. Now get ready to raise more money because here's your host, Dave Dubow. Hey, it's Dave here with another episode of the How to Raise Capital 101 show for real estate investors. Today, part three of three of our ultimate investor script training. Hopefully you've enjoyed part one and you've enjoyed part two. If you haven't, go back and check those ones out because this one will make a lot more sense when you've got the whole context of the other two parts. But today, we're going to jump in, get into the meat and potatoes of what you need to do when you're actually presenting your deal. How should you present your deal? Should you be drawing pictures on a piece of paper? Should you be winging it? Should you just be talking to people over the phone? What should you do to present your deal? We'll go over that in today's training, as well as how to get people to commit, how to get your prospective investor from going from wishy-washy or a tire kicker to a firm commitment in just one meeting. So I hope you enjoy this training. Let me know what you think about it, and we'll see you on the next episode. Flying along here, the actual presentation itself. So what to include in your slide deck presentation. Uh, we, I like to get these started. So all of this stuff has been building up to the presentation. So now we're Opening up the screen, we've got the first slide on and we're getting going with us. And the way I like to start these presentations, a little bit of background about you. Not too much. Nobody really cares where you went to kindergarten or what your favorite clothes are, your favorite color is. Let's just focus on the real estate side of things. You know, how long you've been in real estate, a little bit about your track record, that kind of stuff. Then we want to briefly, underscore, briefly go over our power team members. Okay, our power team members. So chances are you've got a number of people that you work with, a number of professionals that you work with, realtors, mortgage brokers, appraisal, appraisers, handy people, management companies, um, accountants, etc. So whoever is part of your real estate power team, we want to have a couple of slides. And what I like to do is I like to have like two slides with maybe three people on each slide. And I go through them very quickly. So I got the person's smiling face there their name, and then just a brief blurb, right? So for example, so here's Joe Schmo. He's uh, a realtor. He is fantastic because he focuses 100% on multifamily properties in this area. He's got it completely dialed in. So he finds us the best properties for what we're looking for. Done. Next, okay? Here's Mary Smith. She's our finance specialist. Mary's really good when it comes to financing multifamily properties. She's able not just to get us the best rates, but the best overall deals as well. So that's Mary. She works with us. And then here's uh, Jim. Jim is our uh, legal expert. So Jim is fantastic at creating all of the legal documents that cover us and our investor partners with this kind of a deal. Dave, done. 
Next slide. So you see how fast? Maybe 10, 15 seconds per power team member. We don't need to go over the realtors, 57 different realtor of the month awards that they got and, and all this kind of stuff. Just a snapshot, because quite frankly, your investor doesn't care. What they care about is they care that you're not the lone ranger trying to do all of this on your own, that you've got a good team of professionals working with you. Give me a thumbs up if this is making sense, folks. All right, so ding, ding, ding. Next thing I like to talk about is the market that we're investing in, the market that we're investing in. <clears throat> so who here invests in their own backyard primarily? Nobody? A few people? All right, a couple of people. Okay, good. Nothing wrong with that. However, that cannot be the only reason you're giving people about the market you're investing in, right? So you have to show them why it makes sense as a market to invest in. What are the fundamentals of your market that make it a good market to invest in? So we talk about that briefly. Again, keeping in mind, the person we're talking to is not a real estate weirdo like us. They don't want a ton of data and graphs and charts and all this kind of crap. They just want a snapshot of why this makes sense, okay? And then we want to move into the actual strategy. I know we got people on this call that are doing a variety of different things. So, and what you want to do is you want to pick the primary investment strategy that you're focusing on that you want to be raising capital for. So, William, that's probably multifamily for you, correct? Yep. All right. So, that's what you would focus on. And if you do flips from time to time, don't confuse people. Just keep it focused on one thing. They, their brain, you know, poor Brad in our fictitious example here, Brad and Emma, their brain cannot handle too much information all at once. So let's not try to over explain things. So let's focus it in on the one strategy. So in this case, I would break down how we do this kind of a deal down to between somewhere between three, five and maximum seven steps. Okay, five to seven steps is pretty typical. Why five or seven? I don't know. It just seems like the odd numbers stick with people better. So break it down, dumb it down. So dip, ding, ding, ding. Here's how a deal works, right? Just big picture overview of how a deal works. Next thing you want to talk about, a little bit about your track record. Okay, if you've got a track record, let's say you've you've done a bunch of different, like let's say this was Joe, for example. Joe does... Uh, single family homes, lease options, uh, rent to own type deals. He's done lots of them. So if I were Joe, I would have a, a picture of each one of the different properties he's been involved in over the years popping up on the screen. So ding, 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 ding. Not with a ton of information, maybe just a picture of the actual property. And it's like, holy crap, Joe knows his stuff. He's done a lot of these kind of deals. But Dave, what if I've only, only done two deals? Well, then it'd be a slower to be ding, ding. <laughs> That's okay. Ding, ding. Well, Dave, what if I've only done one deal? Well, that ding, just one deal shows up. That's okay. Whatever you got, whatever you've done, let's just put it up there as a little bit of a, a proof of concept. All right. Next thing we want to talk about is an example deal, an example deal, a case study. So the kind of deal that you're looking to raise capital for. And here's a big tip for you guys. If you've done a lot of deals, Avoid using your best deal ever as the case study. Use a plain vanilla deal. Because if you use your best deal ever, one of two things is going to happen. Either number one, the numbers are going to be so out of context for a normal person. The returns 
the rate of returns is going to be so high for the average person who's not used to getting those kind of things. They're going to say, baloney, you're fibbing to me, you're lying to me. And their BS meter is going to go off and they're not going to trust you. Okay. It sounds too good to be true. Or number two, their greed gland is going to get in. It's going to get kicked in and they're going to expect that from your next deal. Now, can you always deliver a home run? Hell no. You cannot always deliver a home run. So make sure that you set up realistic expectations, conservative expectations, right? Tom Peters, under promise and do your best to over deliver. So sometimes people say, well, Dave, I've only done one or two deals and they've both been pretty darn good. Okay, well, good. Then massage the numbers down. <laughs> okay, massage the numbers down. Make them more realistic for an average person. Does that make sense, you guys? So that's really, really important. Again, always keep focused on what's in it for them. A mistake some of us make is, you know, it's all about us and how smart we are and how great we are and how successful we are. No, that's, I mean, that should come through just kind of naturally by showing the, the deals we've done. But what we really want to focus on is Brad and Emma. It's what's in it for them. That's all they really care about. So let's keep it focused on them. Like we say, under promise, over deliver. Here's something that I highly recommend that you do that some people don't do. And that is to avoid just talking about the upside. You also need to show people what the risks are. Okay. A couple of reasons. Number one, it's the right thing to do. But number two, it actually radically boosts your credibility in the eye of your investor. Because here's the thing. They are intelligent people. They know that there is a risk to everything. So if they already know that, why leave them hanging? And how many times have you been to some sort of a sales presentation where all you hear is sunshine and flowers? They never talk about the downside. Don't be that person. So obviously we want to talk about sunshine and flowers, but we also want to point out what are the pitfalls but again, don't leave them hanging. Show them what are, here are the risks. Here's what we're going to do to minimize the chance of that happening. And here's what we would do or will do should it happen. So we got a plan. Does that make sense, you guys? Here's what we do to minimize getting those risks in the first place. Here's what we're going to do should that happen. Problem solved. Thumbs up if that makes sense. It just helps things so, so much. All right, very good. And then we're going to summarize things because by this time, Poor Brad and Emma are kind of, you know, it's been a lot of information thrown at them very quickly. So I'd like to do a quick little summary just to recap how everything worked. All right. And then we want to get, are they in or are they out? Okay. So at the end of this, I would say, okay, Brad, Emma, after I've answered any more questions they might have, uh, does this look like it's a good fit for you? Oh yeah, let's uh, let's get started. Do you want a check or a wire transfer? <laughs> I wish I wish it were that easy all the time, my friend. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. So there are really three options we can get from for Brad and Emma. This is the one that I love. Okay, good. We're ready to go. So in my case, I get them signed off on an expression of interest, and depending on what your deals are and what's happening, then you might get them um, to meet with your mortgage broker, your finance specialist if they have to get pre-qualified for financing, whatever. You're going to get the ball rolling. But for me, the first step is I'm going to get Brad and Emma signed off on an expression of interest so I know I've got a hot one ready to go, okay? Now, the other option might be Brad and Brad gives me this. He forgets what we said at the beginning and he gives me a maybe. 
Okay, so give me a maybe if you don't mind, Brett. You know, it's just something we got to think about. I'm a little bit allergic to real estate and it's the wrong season of the year. Just can't do anything till next year. All right, well, that sounds like a no to me. So give me a maybe. Maybe, may, give me a maybe I want to think it over. Yeah, maybe we can do this. I've got to think it over. All right, very good. Well, Brad, do you remember at the beginning of our meeting, I said at the end, one or two things is going to happen. Either it's it looks like it's a good fit for you, and don't worry, I'm not going to get a, a check from 100 grand from you guys right away. You just want to see what the next steps are, or it really isn't a good fit for you guys, in which case I prefer to know that upfront. So which is it, Brad? Is it something you guys are interested in, or is it just really not something you're interested in right now? Yeah, we're interested. Let's do it. Okay, let's see the next steps. Okay, very good. So I'm going to peg them down either way. Either way is okay. I just want a, a solid answer. Or the third answer could be this. So give me give me a no there, Brad. Yeah, no, I've, I've just got this bad feeling real estate's going to crash. I don't want to put any money that direction. Okay, so hopefully in my case, I would definitely, this would have been an objection I would have overcome earlier on when I explained to Brad the big benefits of multifamily is it's great in good times. It's even better in bad times. It's fairly recession resistant. So that would not be coming up. Just, just give me a know that it's not a good fit right now. No, Dave, this just really won't be a good fit at all. Okay. Hey, Brad, you know what? I really appreciate you giving me a straight answer here, my friend. It's not for everybody. Uh, but you know, now that you see what I'm up to, do you know anybody else who might be interested in this kind of a deal? You know, probably my cousin, Dave. He's, I mean, put two Daves together. You can conquer the world. That's, let me get you, you Dave. All right. So it probably wouldn't be that easy. It would take a little while, but he might think of somebody in which case we've got a referral. Does that make sense, you guys? So it, that's what we're trying to, one of those, one of those three things is going to happen at the end of the presentation. If he gives me the wishy-washy, maybe I'm going to get pegged down one way or the other. And if he doesn't, if he refuses to kind of get pegged down, I'm going to assume that he's a no. That's, that's just where I'm going to, I'm going to leave it there. All right. Uh, here's one. Here's another great example. So this is Matt. The whole thing worked really well for him. Check out how well this whole process worked for Matt. And change some things. I sent it back to Gorb. We went back and forth. It's all fine-tuned and ready to go. And um, I've used the presentation twice. You know, both the people were like, wow. they like, what a presentation. What did that? <laughs> One guy says, what did that cost? He's like, that's amazing. You know, and uh, so, no, it's it, it, it definitely pumps up your feathers and makes you feel good when you show someone like that because the, the caliber of the presentation with the automation, the colors, the information, I mean, it's all there. And we've, and then basically I said, at this point, uh, we're going to send you a letter of an intent. The one person is, has got that right now, which was three days ago. The other one we did two days ago. And today they you know transferred almost $400,000 in RSPs to Olympia Trust. Yeah. So, I, I, and I'll tell you that, and you know, look, I wish I just deposited the check. But basically, in the past month, what we've been just talking, and we're just at the tip of the iceberg, we got 372000 coming in RSPs today. We picked up a $300,000 check I just posted online. We deposited on Monday. It works, you guys. It definitely works. All right. So that is it in a nutshell, you guys. That's my ultimate investor enrollment script. But this is only one part. This is just step three in what I call our money partner formula. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, this is the clearest and most predictable and proven system for anybody who is serious about doing what it takes to achieve their financial goals through real estate investing and, and skyrocket their investor capital and be able to buy all the property they want 
to grow their portfolio to their, where they want it to be. So uh, just in a nutshell, the whole process is like any good property, we start with a good foundation. We create a target group of your ideal prospective investors. We get things set up. So you've got a way to communicate with them with an investor focused website. And then we've been talking a little bit today about your million dollar investor presentation and holding these meetings, because this is what it all boils down to is sitting down with somebody face to face or zoom to zoom and getting them enrolled. Once we've got the foundation in place, now it's time to launch things. So you don't want to just charge out of the gate saying, hey, it's Dave, I'm looking for money. Have you got it? You want to warm people up first, set the stage, prime the pump for that conversation. You want to get a bunch of friendly meetings under your belt first uh, to get practice with the presentation. And when we say this whole process is a simple way to raise your first six figures in a matter of weeks, this is typically how that happens is with some of these practice presentations. You do it kind of like a practice run, but the person goes, oh, now that I see what you're doing, I'm kind of interested in this. I might want to invest with you. So this, this works like magic as well, the ninja process. And then the marketing, constant, consistent, edutaining communication. This is what gets people reaching out to you, booking meetings with you or calling you or texting you or emailing you. William, I think you've got some pretty good experience with that yourself, right? So, and then leverage. Once we get that, the, the foundation in place, this is usually the first six to eight weeks of the whole process. Now it's time to start leveraging things with group presentations, doing webinars, keeping things rolling with your marketing. So getting started is good, but you got to keep the ball rolling, right? Otherwise you're you're going in fits and starts and you're, you're inconsistent. And that's not a good message to send to prospective investors. And then also we want to boost ourselves up in the eyes of our prospective investors. We want them to see us as a true real estate professional. So that's all about boosting up your credibility. So you guys, that's the, uh, the money partner formula, the foundation, the launch, the leverage. And I'm doing something new that you might be interested in. So I'm doing something new. It's called a capital blueprint consultation. So this is where I get together with you one-on-one -on, -one on Zoom, and we create a customized blueprint for you for taking you from where you are to where you want to be with your real estate investing, with your raising capital, help you get 100% clarity and focus, come, overcome any challenges, and you get the whole thing uh, back to you in a PDF as well as a video recording. So we do this, we jump on Zoom together, we spend 90 minutes, create this for you, and then you're gonna walk away with a complete blueprint to make this happen. Oh my goodness, there's a good looking person right there. That's right. So Sarah, if you don't, I, we didn't, I didn't ask you ahead of time, but I'm gonna ask you to unmute. You just did one of these, uh, one of these blueprint consultations. What did you think of it? thought it was super thorough, extremely in-depth, and it was definitely everything that I needed from start to finish, like a complete blueprint. Fantastic. So that's uh, that's what we've got. Thank you very much for that plug. I appreciate it, Sarah. That's what we got, you guys. So if you're interested in finding out about that, uh, we should just have a quick call, a quick little, what I, I guess call a clarity call, uh, where we can see if this is something that would be a good fit for you. Let me put the URL in the um, in the chat box, so you guys have got that directly. It's bookachatwithdave.com. And we'll jump on a quick about 20-minute call just to kind of see if this is a good fit, get you a little bit of clarity, see how many investors you want to be uh, coming up with. 
and then we're going to open up for Q&A. All right. So there you go. That's in there. Excellent, you guys. Okay. Now let me see if I can figure out all the Q&A and we'll open up as well. So what do we got? So Brad says, slow down, discuss risks and downside potential. Dig into risk mitigation strategy. Yeah, exactly. Very good, Brad. Uh, Joe, great presentation. Uh, okay, I had to split, no problem. Sandra says, Dave, I love talking, presenting, but 45 minutes times 35 potential investors translates into 26 auras of pitching. Any recommendations to mitigate that? Yes. Um, do a webinar. <laughs> do a webinar. That just, that, that is the, the ultimate leverage. However, don't do that first. I would highly recommend that you get 10 to 15 101s done first to get the practice, to, to get comfortable with it, and then do the online group presentation. Just kind of like what we're, we're doing right now. Okay. Um, Sarah, the strategy I would focus more on Airbnb or multifamily for the presentation. Airbnb. Yeah, you're you're doing Airbnb, Sarah. So. I was just using my example for my, for myself here. So for you, definitely Airbnb. Um, while you're doing that with small multifamily, so it's kind of a combo. It'd be a little bit of a combo. You're going to be kind of unique. <laughs> so it's it's doing Airbnb with small multifamilies, right? So it's 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 a combination. Good question. Excellent. And you guys, what I'll do is I'll I'll let everybody um, unmute if you'd like. So if you want to ask a question directly, you can unmute yourself and ask it. Otherwise, we'll start wrapping things up. <clears throat> Everybody's being shy. No problem. So good question. Or if you feel more comfortable. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so when you're having these meetings with investors or when not, they're, they're not real estate weirdos. What kind of common questions do you get? And also there was a really good example from Brad when he was talking about the market and, you know, like it crashing. How do you handle some of those questions and how are you handling objections? That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. So first of all, you kind of got to brainstorm. That's a good question though, Sarah. You have to brainstorm what are, here's what I like to do. I like to kind of go extreme. So I like to sit down and brainstorm. What are the absolute worst questions somebody might ask me or the, the questions I'm most nervous about getting. So I kind of brainstorm because anything after that would be a piece of cake. So, hey, what happens if the market crashes? Okay, that's that's the question that a lot of people might have in their mind. So then you have to think about, okay, well, what does happen if the market crashes? Well, okay, here's the big advantage. In your case, Sarah, if you're doing small multifamilies with Airbnb, you've got a variety of different options. Well, first of all, we're focusing on multifamily properties versus single family homes. So we've got multiple rental units in the same property, which lowers our risk. If one of them's vacant, three of them are full. So they're going to carry the rest of the property. The other big advantage is we're looking at short-term rentals here. So the cash flow on these kind of properties is amazingly higher than regular cash flow. So the cash flow on an Airbnb type rental is typically five to 10 times more than the cash flow if that property were rented out as a normal rental. So we got some cushion there. The other advantage is if we something happens with the short-term rental market, well, guess what? We've still got a furnished rental suite. 
We can turn that into a medium term uh, rental. Cash flow is not going to be as good. However, it's still going to be significantly higher than a traditional rental. So we've got all sorts of different ways that we can mitigate that risk. That just came to me off the top of my head right now, Sarah. Okay. So anyhow, that's there. You got to brainstorm things. Well, Dave, what happens if you get hit by a bus three weeks into our deal? What then? Okay. So then you have to, you have to think these things through, right? What would you do in these scenarios? Okay. Well, Hey, hopefully it doesn't happen, but should that happen? Here's how you are covered, right? We can uh, either my estate's going to continue on with the deal and keep managing everything for you. Or should something like that happen, then we have the option to liquidate the property and cash everybody out. Okay, so there's there are options there. Okay, I don't know what whatever the options are going to be for you, but again, it's sit back. What happens if somebody thrashes the property? You know, okay, good question. So here's what we do: we first of all we're we're minimizing the chance of that happening because we're very thorough about who we allow into our properties. In your case, Sarah, well, good news is Airbnb helps avoid a lot of this because they vet our tenants for us. There's a million dollar insurance policy for everything. And our tenant, our, our guests are on the hook should they do any damage to the property. So we're covered in those cases. In worst case scenario, we've got insurance as well. So we're covered, okay? So you just think things through, come up with what you think the most frequently asked questions might be. But then again, that's where the advantage of doing that ninja process. If you do 10 or 15 practice runs, people might throw a few different questions at you that you hadn't thought of. And if you don't know the answer right then, that's okay. You say, hey, you know what? That's a good question. I don't have the answer for that, but I'll get it for you. That makes sense? And then you go figure it out and you answer their, their question. Good. Good questions, you guys. Let's see what else is coming up. Alice says, amazing info and ideas. Thank you so much for sharing so generously. My pleasure, Allison. Uh, Brad says, I'd like to spend a ton of time discussing risk and, risk and mitigation strategies, builds trust and filters out people who are not a match. Yeah, good example. Good good case. Good idea. Uh, Brad says, tip, present every day. If you present a few dozen times, you'll get all the typical objections. Update your presentation and keep jamming. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Good stuff, you guys. Well, I'm going to wrap things up. Thank you very much for spending part of your Saturday together with us today. And again, if you're interested in finding out about this, uh, I'm really pleased with this whole capital blueprint thing, if I do say so myself. Uh, it, it It's just such a wonderful way to help you create a dialed-in plan, a dialed-in plan of action, not just short-term, but for the full year on exactly what you need to be doing and in what order and how it needs to happen. So this episode is brought to you by moneypartnerformula.com. Our Money Partner Formula service allows you to raise all the private capital you need to do all the deals you want while we handle the hard stuff. We offer reliable and affordable done-for-you marketing services that get you investor meetings booked without all the work. So go ahead and check out the website right now. And then feel free to schedule a call with me and let's take your portfolio to the next level. Again, that's moneypartnerformula.com. Watch investor meetings pop up in your calendar. We handle the rest.